0: Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the About Review Podcast. I'm your host, that guy named John, and on this episode, I'm joined by the People's Champion. And by People's <laughs> Champion, I mean the People's Critic. Even though I think you could take the People's Champion. I is, does the Rock have that? Or is that can I? Is that available? Uh, he is not using it. Somebody has. Somebody's got it. He, he is too busy, you know, working yeah. on movies. So uh, I am joined by the People's Critic, AKA Tim Hall. Welcome back to the show. Always good to be back. Excellent. How are things? What things, is are,
1: things are good. Things are good. It's it's um, it's um the sort of the sad time during the movie season. It's January, February, where nothing really comes out. Uh, goes, wow. I disagree because yeah. oh, Monster Truck my, just yeah.
0: came out. Classic Monster Truck is out. Yeah, <laughs> that movie looked so
1: so terrible yeah. so you know during this time we mostly focus on uh award seasons mm-hmm. and getting ready for what's you know coming thanks to marvel our summer movie season has been bumped to
0: may so yeah things start a little earlier but
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's been good things have been good nice
0: with i mean yes january is rough february you start to get all the romance movies yeah march is then just kind of like beginning that spring rush yeah. So yeah, we kind of have to suffer through a few things. Yeah, uh, there are some highlights. Uh, one of them, uh, split, which, granted, it is M Night Shyamalan. And <laughs> a little caveat at the end. Oh it oh, is yeah. M Night. I, I finally
1: saw him in a in a commercial for it. Hook his face and everything. Wait, what? Yeah, he's like talking about it, and I was like, "That's bold." Maybe
0: you believe in this movie. Yeah, I just this one. I, it looks different it looks interesting but it still is M. Night Shyamalan I yeah can't get past it I mean I will see it um, <laughs> mainly because there's a screening coming up so <laughs> so you're definitely going to see it yeah okay. yeah I, I will see it but yeah so we have some interesting things um, and then we just have some absolute garbage yeah uh, absolute garbage I feel bad for like Mike a buddy of ours Mike Ward mm-hmm. um at should I seen it or should I wow should I should I see it I seen it should I seen it should I see it that's a different animal. Uh, on Twitter it. Um, like he wrote a really long review of Monster Trek good for him because I bet that had to be painful not just to go you and know, see you know sometimes
1: those are fun to write really yeah sometimes the, the, like the really terrible movies are kind of fun to be like this is so bad wow because yeah, there's so many things to talk about oh yeah true so, yeah. A good. mediocre movie is, is tougher. That makes a sense. A movie you want to like, um, but it's got some problems, that's much harder. A, hmm. like, like a terrible movie? Yeah, it's tough.
0: Yeah. Real we, tough. We, we might be talking about some, some mediocre movies. We will see. We'll see. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so good on Mike for, for doing that. So, uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about right off the top of the show uh, is there are some new reviews. Yay. On iTunes. Theme song. This, is it theme song? No. Th- th- that is where hopefully someone sends in a theme song that I can use for the review oh, section gotcha. of the podcast. Uh, so if you have a suggestion for a theme song for the review segment, uh, send it to me at <laughs> abouttoreview@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So anyway, on iTunes, there are two new five-star reviews. The first one says, uh, subject, About to Review, About to Review by RiFi. Which I am assuming I know who that is. Ryan File. Love you, buddy. Uh, five stars. John is knowledgeable and charismatic, and I think I love him? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, next one is subject. Best entertainment podcast. and Five stars. That is wow. bold. That is, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the review says, oh, this is by Dragon456799. Apparently, all of the other yeah. dragons <laughs> <Yeah>. were taken, <laughs> leading up to... Dragons is, 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 is a popular name. Yeah. Uh, that review says, this podcast is super fun. John is awesome and regularly has great guests. Hmm. Imagine that. You would think I have a great guest in front of me right now. You're welcome. Uh, guests such as Andy and the Curly Show crew are awesome. It's not pretentious. <laughs> like some, in parentheses, see NPR pop culture happy hour wow, some shade on them or poorly produced like mini pop culture pop podcasts. 10 out of 10 would recommend again. That is incredibly flattering. That's very flattering. Uh, it even took some shots at people. I know the, the I, I kind of wish they had used a hashtag shade in there. Um, you no, know and I kind of wish hmm. I had gotten a mention. I know this is kind of awkward. As soon as That's, I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like pretty messed up. They mentioned Andy, they mentioned the curly show. Curly maybe Her. they, maybe they
1: missed all my episodes.
0: Maybe. Maybe there's a chance. That that could be it. There's that, a chance. That might be it. Yeah. So, definitely, big shout-out to Dr. Andy. He never listens to this. He will never hear that. He never listens to this. Show. No! Even the ones that he is on, and I give him crap for it. But whatever. I get it. You know, some people hate hearing their voice. I struggle with that still. Well, I think... And, and also, like, some actors. You will talk to them, and, don't and they, just, they do not watch their shows or whatever. So... How do you know what you made? Yeah. There's so many moving parts. Like, I don't know how you... Well, and, and how many times they are surprised when they do see the finished product yeah. being like yeah. wait what yeah, I remember this interview
1: with David Allen Greer talked about making Jumanji mm-hmm. and they were like on set <laughs> laughing like this is some bull and mm-hmm. they saw the finished product and was like oh oh okay this That's is me, incredible this is what we were making because you know that was early on CGI where mm-hmm. people didn't know you're just running around in front of a green screen with no idea what's happening behind you yeah it's a lot of faith a lot mm-hmm. of faith to do that kind of stuff especially early on now we know
0: yeah well now we know, but it still is a struggle. I mean, Ian McCallan talked about that with the new Hobbit movies, yeah. where he was sitting down at a table with nobody. Yeah. There are pictures of him at a table by himself, green screen all around, and he is the saddest man on planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit different. Um, and also, obviously, huge, huge shout out to my friends and collaborators, uh, the Curly Nerd podcast. Shout out to them Damien they were, and Yeah S- Damien S- Jess They're awesome Go find them on Twitter and Instagram D-
1: Damien's knowledge Of comic books Scares me <laughs> Cause I'm like I, What do I know that well mm-hmm. Like I got a I got a Marvel encyclopedia For Christmas And I was like eh, I have Damien to ask If I have any questions I don't mm-hmm. really need There you to. go But he's literally like An
0: actual encyclopedia yeah. It's insane What is impressive With his knowledge Is Like with me I know the stories I know like I mean I have a massive collection. His knowledge on the artists, yeah, that is impressive to me. Because it's just like, how do you man, know that? Yeah, how do you remember it? Especially the difference with like cover artist and interior artist. And this person worked on this project four years ago. Maybe he's like Lucy. He uses more of his
1: brain than the rest oh, of us. God. He's a, like. Uh. Thirty percent. That movie Ooh. was so so bad. I, I was just watching it, she Wh- turns Why? into a hard drive. like yeah. a,
0: <laughs> all of the knowledge in the world <laughs> or whatever, and it ends up being on a USB stick. I couldn't believe it. Like I, I rewatched it, and was like this is dumb. Yeah, it's dumber than I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was dumb. So, and of course, Jess. Uh, I mean, we're not going to forget you, Jess. Every, everybody loves Jessica. She is amazing. She is out in those streets all the time, all the, all the time. <laughs> so yeah, follow them at the Curly Nerd. Uh, all over the place. Yeah. So cool. So that was the review section. Ending theme song. Yeah. No, no, so it's not. gonna
1: be the same theme song. The I have no the idea.
0: End? That's a lot of music. man. That is a lot of music. <laughs> That's a lot
1: of music. Turn to a music podcast.
0: Uh. Cool.
1: Maybe you should. You can cover the Soldier Boy Chris Brown fight. No. No thanks. I'm not gonna do it. No. Nah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't go to Dubai and cover it. Is that know. what? What is that where they are? Apparently it's in Dubai. I don't know. I don't know. Here's my thing. I kind of want to watch him fight, though, because I think Chris Brown's going to kill him. Like, uh like, yet,
0: Soldier Boy weighs 10 pounds.
1: <laughs> you see him? You see, have you seen his workout videos? On oh, him? gosh. He can tell he's never been in a
0: gym. No. It's <laughs> like, why are you lifting like that? Ooh, this is... my, my whole thing with the Twitter beef and everything, Instagram beef. Yeah. Back in the day, even within the music industry and... Outside of the music industry. This is, this is an old man old man John segment. This is old. <laughs> Welcome to that guy named John's old man-isms. So Tim and I are of the generation of Biggie, of Tupac, right? Murder, Inc., Def Jam, Death Row, all of those. Yes. Back then, if you had a problem with somebody, A, they knew about it because you had to see them to do it. And you did a diss track on them and that you were there. This social media thing, when people are just going after each other, like, I'm going to do this to you, it's a performance. then do it. It's a performance. Then, then find each other and do it.
1: For some entertainers, social media has become the contention of their performances. So yeah. you get to see people posing for photos and doing things that they wouldn't normally do because so it's weird. performance for them. And after they hit send, it's over for them. Yeah. And then people comment, and that, that's a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can say whatever you want to say. You can get the perfect Photo down You can take A video of you I can take a video Of me dissing you Until I get the right
0: Mm -hmm. The right diss And be like
1: Finally I nailed it right, all Right Right? But that's You know That's something That didn't exist Back when we were younger Mm -hmm. You had to say something And Yeah And also the thing The the thing that didn't exist Is Entertainers having Their own sort of Connection with their fans So Yeah So the the boy Doesn't need MTV News He Mm -hmm. can just be like Hold on Let me get my phone Yeah And I'm gonna Talk about Rihanna and how this is about Rihanna, which is—I know Rihanna's somewhere on an island. Like, please stop talking about me. Yeah, can you keep your name, my name, out of your mouth, please? (laughs) I'm just trying to smoke some weed and relax. I don't need you bringing me up, Soldier Boy. I don't know you. Mm -hmm. I don't. If I saw Soldier Boy and Rihanna in the same photo, I think it was
0: Photoshop. Like, why would they be hanging out? Yeah, yeah. It, It 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 makes no sense. I will never advocate violence. But again, if you wanna if you want to talk all this mess, just go ahead and do it. Like leave it leave it off on of Twitter. Leave it off whatever. McCarthy Brown's like he's like a natural athlete. He, yeah. Like soldier boy, stop. Just don't do it. He has he has those He's like over those, six those feet skin, tall. Skinny guy abs. Yeah. But it's like cool, you have a six pack. You have no body fat. Zero.
1: Yeah. He's gonna get his face punched in. I can't <laughs> wait. I, I I'll definitely pay to see that. Yeah.
0: Anyway, Twitter beefs. Aside, Twitter Beasts Aside. Because so those, those are ridiculous. Uh, so on this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about a few different things. Uh, we'll start off talking about some awards, because the Golden Globes happened recently. Just kind of touch on a couple things. Maybe talk about what might happen in the next major awards ceremony, which is not for like another month and a half. But uh, after that, we will talk about three different movies. They're going to be Silence, mm-hmm. Live by Night. And Patriots Day. So first off, with the first Golden off. Globes. Golden Globes. That just came that just finished recently. What were your overall thoughts on them? I knew
1: La La Land would win a bunch. Yeah. And I immediately watched it and said to myself, this is a movie that people in the business are gonna love because it's about the business and it's kinda people struggling their own egos. And mm-hmm. that, that was my struggle and I remember falling in love. Like it's hard not to like a movie, like so. Let's take a movie like Hawksaw Ridge that people loved, or mm-hmm. or Moonlight, or um, anything else, right? It's, there. There are elements that are really hard to to deal with. Yep. But something like La La Land, like what do you do? You hate falling in love, like what do you hate? You hate music. Mm-hmm. You hate you happy hate people. Bright colors yeah. and fantasy. <laughs> you hate Los Angeles. Is that what it is? So there's very few things to dislike. So it's a much easier movie for for people to digest. So
0: of mm-hmm. course it was gonna win. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, and I do, I, I agree. It just, I, I, it is a love letter of Hollywood. I said that on, on the La La Land episode a couple episodes ago. So, of course, it was going to win stuff. I did not expect it to win as much as seven, it did. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Something ridiculous. And yeah, leading into the Oscars mm-hmm. next month after this, personally, I would love for the academy to be like, all right, cool, a lot of land. You do your stuff, the Golden Globes. Good for you. You got a bunch of awards. You get one Oscar. Do they get one? Or I, I think no. I think they will get probably three. What three are you talking? Probably uh, score or score. Uh, composer. Which actor and ugh, I'm just yeah throwing it out there. It just I I want I would like the Costume academy. Design what costume does I'm like, just
1: I'm, listen yeah. I don't know there are a lot of dancing people in this movie a lot of costumes there
0: are there, lots of costumes there definitely are I just I think it would be good if other movies kind of got the credit they deserve <laughs> not just by getting nominated but by winning some things it's never about what you deserve deserve has nothing to do with yeah. how people win I, In a, in a perfect world yes no it
1: won't I, you know, I, With the Golden Globes I was really shocked At um, The Crown Which I've
0: never watched Yeah I have no idea What that was and, about um, what's that? Other Aaron one Taylor Johnson one? For getting yeah. best supporting what? In Nocturnal Animals That guy was in Godzilla Yeah Quicksilver one He was also in <laughs> Quicksilver. Want He won uh, Well yeah Was it Wanted? No what was the superhero one That he did no, he uh, wanted. Uh, It was uh, the F- K- Frank Miller kick-ass. Kick-Ass Yeah there we go The Frank Miller Yeah I've not even seen Nocturnal Animals I think I heard um, he's great in it well, I think Yeah I guess so But Nobody expected that No one did And uh, what's his face What was the Night Manager one a lot Yeah I heard that was really a good A lot also. of love
1: for the Night Manager Yeah it's One of those years It's always weird I remember I remember when the Golden Globes Nominated the tourists And I was like What is this <laughs> What is this nonsense mm-hmm. This movie got a nomination So who knows but I think the Oscars are going to look
0: different and feel different. But I do like the Golden Globes, I mean, it feels like a much more relaxed mm-hmm. environment. Is it the Critics' Choice one, the one where they just have, like, a bucket of booze on every table, and people are not even in tuxes? I don't even know. That I forget which like fun one, about. but it's just, like, there's one of them where it seriously just feels like people hanging out, and they happen to get some awards. <laughs> so, and not, like, this huge, yeah. fussy ordeal that yeah. the Oscars are.
1: Yeah, the Oscars just seem a little stuffy and fussy, and, I mean, they mean a lot. yeah. To people, so I get I get
0: it, but you know, maybe yeah. a little more relaxed. One of the things that I was really happy about is that one of the nominations for best motion picture was Sing Street. Yes, which was one of my favorite movies. Sing Street's fun. Last year, I predicted it on an episode when we talked about it a long time ago that it would get nominated for best original song. Drive it like you stole it. That's a great song. Did not happen. Um, maybe, maybe it will happen in a couple of weeks. Maybe we'll find th- out. That would be awesome because Sing Street it was just it was fun it was a fantastic movie so that was cool though. I mean especially when compared to La La Land Deadpool Florence Foster Jenkins with Meryl Streep like yeah. of course she would gets nominated <laughs> in does. anything she does overrated though, if you ask me ooh. No, I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no she was, <laughs> she's, not. she's not at all. she's not she's great um, but yeah so that, that was cool for Sing Street to kind of get some love Sing Street is okay. on Netflix right now yes which oh I absolutely recommend anybody go and see it is a musical also or has musical stylings not as much as La La Land.
1: Cuz I'm cuz the way the music's interjected in the film it feels very natural it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like let's go on a date and we break in a song and dance down the street like it's not that.
0: Yeah, except for maybe the the last the, number. Yeah, the last number. Uh, yeah. But yeah, throughout the movie, I mean it's about a kid who forms a band. Right. So like they're really good musical beats of musical set pieces in it that yeah, makes sense. It is organic. Right go watch and there's an Street. actual story there it's not like yes. this is a bunch of songs yeah so La La Land yeah okay I mean just alright I, I I thought it was good I thought it, I really enjoyed it but you hate Ryan Gosling is that what it is no actually I really like Ryan Gosling <laughs> that is the thing The Stone that you hate I'm not blown away by her oh, a lot there, of the time here it comes um, <laughs> here it comes but, the
1: Emma Stone hate yeah
0: so and I definitely want to see Manchester by the Sea Okay, because uh, Casey Affleck taking that away from Denzel Washington, I gotta see why.
1: Not a lot of flack for Casey Affleck and his his uh yeah his allegations swirling around recently. Wait, what? Which ones? What? What? You didn't hear about that? No. Oh man, did um welcome to the making... gossip
0: part of the segment. No, 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 the it's music. Not, it's not even gossip.
1: <laughs> like when he was making that film with Walking Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um. Some women working on the film had alleged that he had was sexually harassing him and cursing yeah. him into sex, but it was like multiple women. It was hmm. yeah. I'll send you the story. It's crazy. Interesting. Um, people were like, Wow, well, how come people aren't talking about this more? And, you know, is it gonna affect his Oscar chances? Um, I think it's gonna come up again. So it sort of came up and I was like, "Wow." Before the Golden Globes? Or- yeah, oh, okay. before the Golden Globes. I was like, ooh, this is not good. Interesting. But it, it, it but it, it sounds like the way patriarchy works in hollywood it didn't (laughs) sound like anything so i think people were like oh this is how things go um but we want to like people we want to pretend that the people we like don't do very very problematic things and he sounds like he the allegations aren't so egregious Mm -hmm. where you're like someone made this up it's like that's 100% believable that this actually (laughs) did happen gross well yeah hopefully uh that that ends up not being as
0: terrible. Yeah.
1: But I do want I do want to see his performance because I keep mm-hmm. hearing he's he's really good in it. And I've always liked
0: him. Yeah. Cool. Uh yeah, there's not really much else with the Golden Globes that I mean with best animated when something like four of them were Disney yeah. or Disney owned companies like <laughs> Disney adjacent projects. Yeah. I think I want to bet though, because was it with Jess? She was saying that Moana, I feel like I chose Zootopia in an argument that that we had on our group text. I think I chose Zootopia. Possibly. I need to go back and look. Moana was really good. I, yeah, I've not seen it. Oh, come on. I know. I know. What are you doing? (laughs) With my life? Yeah. Let me tell you. (laughs) He's
1: just not seeing movies, (laughs) though.
0: Apparently not. So, yeah, the foreign language stuff, I have not seen any of those movies. Okay. So, I want to check them out, especially because... Oscars nominations are probably going to be coming out in the next two weeks. right. So what was it AMC that does that Oscar
1: movie thing? Like after movies are nominated, you can go watch some of the best pictures? That, that oh, were really? In. Yeah.
0: Okay. We can do. Whatever well, I know that um, a couple of local theaters do the animated shorts. Yes. They will do like a block of programme. you can just go and just knock those out. Right. So yeah, because with a lot of the, the foreign films, unfortunately, they have really small markets, and if they do go into a major market, which almost all of them do, they're there for a hot second. All right. So, yeah. I would check those out. But anyway, enough of uh, Golden Globes and stuff. What do you want from this year's Oscars? I want
1: some diversity in, mm-hmm. in who wins and who's presented and who's seen. I want it all. I want it to move quickly. Uh, the Golden Globes move
0: quickly. They I want did. The yeah To just let's go. Well, the problem with this year's who's, Oscars. Who, who's hosting this year? Fallon? No. No. No, he just did that. Um, I'm not is sure. Jimmy Kimmel? I can look that up. But the problem is with the In Memoriam oh, this that's year, going be like an it's hour. going to take three hours. It's going like, to be
1: like an hour. I wonder who gets, who gets last on the In Memoriam? Who's the last picture up there? Carrie
0: Fisher, Deb, Debbie Reynolds. Okay. Yep. Together? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, Fisher, it will go. Ooh. Or do they start with the Singing in the Rain clip or montage? Oh that's in there at some point. Yeah. No, I think they I think they cap it. They I think Carrie Fisher and Mother Daughter together yep. picture. Cuz come on. Yeah. 24 hours later, planning your daughter's funeral, you have a stroke and die like Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. I
1: think the two of them together.
0: Now, Jimmy Kimmel is hosting. So Jim Kimmel's
1: hosting. So I want right. to see him do a good job as a host. Mhm. Um Yeah, I just want to see people go up there and loosen up a little bit, have some fun. Yeah. Enjoy it.
0: The hardest thing about... I want to see Moonlight win something. I want to see something. Moonlight win... I don't care. Everything. Anything. Like, adapted screenplay would be great. Supporting actor. Yeah, supporting actor for I sure. I don't know what it's nominated for, but let's
1: just well, yeah, pretend. We, yeah.
0: Let's pretend it's nominated for Best Director and Best Picture. Yeah. Best Director, unfortunately, because it was a very simply shot movie. I mean, yeah, you you jumped... You know, different time periods, which was really cool. It was really well done from mm-hmm. a directorial standpoint. But then you have La La Land with these huge dance numbers. Dun, 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 dun. And and great music in La La Land. It was great music, but Andy and I talked about it on that episode. Leaving the theater, I could only remember the melody that was throughout the whole movie. Yeah. It was only until later when I was like, all right, let me look up the music. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this song. Yeah. Maybe I've been, song. I've
1: been listening to the soundtrack. Oh, well, Maybe there you go. It's really relaxing. I on my couch last week just like listen to the soundtrack relaxing put me in a good mood All right, yeah yeah it's a fun soundtrack Um, I was I was watching uh, this director's round table thing on um, for Hollywood Reporter and Mm -hmm. Barry Jenkins was on there and he said he really struggled with having three different actors play Sharon yeah and even struggled with um, Trevante Rose at the end he said when he came in he was like this dude's totally wrong and then he started Doing some of the lines, he was like, "Oh no, he's perfect." Like, <laughs> nope, no, yeah, this guy, this guy, <laughs> <laughs> is perfect. Um, so I want to see those people get some love. I mm-hmm. mean, some.
0: I want to see people win who've never won before. Yep. New faces, new names up there. People, or know, again, even just. I mean, it sounds cliche, kind of like the you know everybody gets a trophy type thing, which we will not go into. But even a nomination, yeah, would cement it in some people's mind. And be like, that does a oh, lot. Yeah. This thing that people keep talking about, yeah. All right, now I will give it a chance. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, I what was who was suspiciously absent from the Golden Globes when Moonlight did win was the guy who actually wrote the original um, play right. or not play um, the the book uh, Terrell Alvin McCraney. Hmm. Where was he? I don't know. So at least, know at least at least I did not Maybe see Maybe him at up the
1: Moonlight the... table.
0: Yeah, but they all came up. Man, you know. Yeah, so. Yeah, I I want those same things. I want this year's Oscars. First of all, it already looks different as far as the nominations for the Golden Globes, which usually tell the tale for a lot of the nominations for the Oscars. Right. So, looks a little bit different. I hope that trend continues.
1: Oh, back to the Golden Globes. Yeah. 100% happy for Atlanta. Yes. Donald Glover.
0: Mm -hmm. Great show.
1: One of my favorite new shows. I'm so happy they won.
0: Yeah, watching him explain... To somebody after the show And they were like <laughs> the So amigos. what's Amigos? What's amigos? <laughs> like, <laughs> um,
1: but that's the, the If you've seen the show Like it's Someone was asking me about it So that was one of my One of my tasks this week As the black person in the office Was to <laughs> To answer questions about Atlanta mm-hmm. um, So people are like Well what is it about? And it's hard to really mm. say Like it's a comedy right. But it's kind of not just a comedy like I was telling people Like at the end of that third episode When When Ern needs money And he's He's with Darius And you know Darius is giving the guy money to, For the dogs mm-hmm. And he's like So he's coming back with the money And Darius is like Yeah And like in September He was like Dude I can't
0: <laughs> Not how I this can't works wait
1: to like I'm yeah. broke right now Like Van needs money right now My daughter needs money right now mm-hmm. Like he was Like that honesty About what it's like To be broke and to need money yep. and how poor people don't have the time to invest because they need money. They need to eat today,
0: not mm-hmm. tomorrow. But trying to explain that to someone who has not seen it or trying to explain the importance of that or yeah. what makes it special or unique yeah. in this format, it can be a little challenging. It's a little challenging. But then there's that
1: moment at the end where him, him and Darius have this moment where Darius is like, here, you can have my phone. Like, and it's really looking out for him. Like that's, in this comedy show Because the rest of the show Was really funny There's this really sweet moment At the end Where these two men Sort of have this Moment Where Earns Like Really vulnerable About how broke he is Which is tough For people to do To be like Man yeah. I am
0: poor right now mm-hmm. Like this is how poor I am There's a reason that Money is one of the things That Can ruin any relationships Friendships sure. Marriages Dating Family For sure Finances are tough So to, to see it portrayed in a very real very honest sense it can can be hard and and at at that point in the in the
1: in the show we haven't seen earn with any friends so who does he who Mm -hmm. does he go to if he's really that poor Mm -hmm. not his parents no (laughs) right who's he going to so you know that was just the third episode i was like man this show is really it is really affecting me seeing that scene and the rest of the the season played out great. Like it, every episode was different. Nothing felt like, oh, this is just like episode two. Mm-hmm. This is like, oh, this is another thing in their journey. And yeah. swirling around the outside is Paperboy and his music and trying to be famous. And that sort of comes in and out of the show. But it's really just this, this journey these men are on in Atlanta. And even Van gets her own episode, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. So she she becomes part of this the show more later on in the season. Well, yeah, I loved it. I'm glad I get getting yeah. recognition. I'm glad. You know, I'm sad it won't be back till
0: 2018. Yeah, that, was, that was a Star Wars and huge. Well, again, it was a huge surprise, and people were like, <laughs> "Why is this happening?" And I was like, uh, "He is in a little movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing Lando. Yeah, so. playing Lando Calrissian. So yeah. awesome casting, by the way. Yeah, perfect. Cool. Um, yeah. So Oscars. I'm sure there will. I will do at least one or two episodes about all of that madness when it happens. But on to the topics for this week, the Good movies heck. for this week. So, first off is one that, uh, unfortunately, Tim has not seen. I have seen. not seen. So, it is Silence, which is the new Martin Scorsese movie uh, about two younger priests who their mentor. You
1: know, Silence reminded me of the Doctor Who villains. Oh. The Silence. Mm-hmm.
0: We are everywhere. They're, we have been here since you were with frog. So blah blah, blah. Bam. Shoots him in the Suits. head. Suits. Uh, hmm uh. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, very good villains, though. Yeah. And, again, like, oh, man. F- now, I'm not going to go to a Doctor Who tangent right now. But, real quick. Please do. They definitely... A lot of the newer villains in, in the Who universe, Doctor Who universe, it just... They're kind of forgettable. They can kind of be off on... To take something and make it a new villain in the Doctor Who universe right. that immediately works. Right. And you can see... Doctor Who is going to go on for another 50 years. Yes. Just flat out. 50 years from now, when people are talking about the first entry mm-hmm. of those characters, that is successful. Yeah. And that does not always happen with the new season of Doctor Who. It is still the Daleks. Yeah. You know, it is still the Cybermen. Somehow, even though he has wiped them <laughs> the from the Cybermen existence. never go
1: away. But you can... And the silence becomes another group you can just bring back. Anytime. I don't know how many of them there are. Mm-hmm. No idea.
0: Or in what time period. Or yeah. in which places. So... Really, really solid. Yeah. But anyway, so this movie, Silent, is not about creatures like that who make you forget that you ever saw them. I'd watch that movie. I totally would. Um, but yeah, so it is about two young priests who, their mentor, they have not heard from in a while. Uh, he was on a mission in Japan at a time when Catholicism was illegal in Japan. This movie takes place in and around like 1630. Um, So they they beg their current uh, boss, I forget his title um, to to go, to go to Japan to try and find him because they love him they, he kind of raised him, whatever so the two young priests are played by Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver who individually I think are good actors mm-hmm. why they chose every character in this movie even though they're all supposed to come from the same place, as far as the priests have completely different accents. Oh. Like everything, Andrew Garfield's character, Rodriguez, Adam Driver plays, uh, Grape, and then Liam Neeson. Like, Liam Neeson, first of all, is Liam Neeson. He's Liam Neeson, and everything, yeah. I love the guy, and he is a great actor, but he is Liam Neeson. And it, it is getting harder and harder to not see him as Liam Neeson. So, yeah. But so anyway, so these two young priests go to Japan into these villages where Catholicism is illegal and it is about kind of their struggle, not only of faith, right. but their struggle to find this man. And again, in a country where it is illegal and so they cannot just run around being like, hey, have you seen this guy, he went missing? So they have to be kind of sly with it. Mm-hmm. And it, this movie is interesting. Why is it called Silence? Because it kind of deal well, There are a few different ways that that could be interpreted. Okay. Um, There are moments in this where the silence is represented by the Japanese people have to remain silent. Mm -hmm. In the sense of if they talk about their faith, their new faith, Catholicism, they're going to get killed. Okay. Um, There is silence in the fact that Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver are struggling with their own sense of faith. And so there are moments with them when they're just like, how are are we going to do this? Okay. So, and this is Martin Scorsese. So right off the bat, this movie is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely gorgeous. Whoever did the location scouting, whoever was the director of photography, like, this movie is gorgeous. To the sense of, not since Akira Kurosawa has someone been able to recreate traditional historical Japan like this, wow, Chris, I was someone like you watch his movies. You would think he took cameras back in time what? and filmed it. He was a master at that. This movie was Scorsese directing, and whoever else he had to help him create that mm-hmm. was phenomenal, and as for the story this is, this is going to divide a lot of people Uh-oh. in the sense of I still do not know who i can recommend this movie to
1: okay
0: it is two and a half hours Ooh. it is long it's a and long jaunt very very minimal score beautiful score but minimal score and with the score i was wanting there to be mainly because if this is taking place in not even ancient japan historical japan that's only the 1600 this is right. not ancient I would have liked there to be more historical instrumentation right. and for that to kind of play more of a role. And it did not really. Okay. So that aside, while they're going through this mission mm-hmm. to try and connect to these villages and try and find, you know, their mentor, they're constantly going through drama. They're having to hide from the police who if they find out they're there, they will be killed. And that not sound exciting. It is, a, it is, I'm not saying a drag, but it is paced very, very slowly. Okay. Uh, it is a very meditative look <laughs> at this situation. And Andrew Garfield, to his credit, is pretty much given the second act to just be like, we trust you, go with it. Wow. So with, with such a minimal, well-known cast, this this was kind of a, a big gamble. All right. And they give it to Andrew Garfield. And he, Andrew Garfield, by the way, is flexing his drama muscles like nothing else. Wow. Hacksaw Ridge yeah. with this. Like, he is not shying away from, from these drama I like him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was good at 99 Homes.
0: What was that? I've never seen it. What?
1: That, I get, I don't see everything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's him and uh, what's his face? Michael Shannon.
0: Okay. Yeah, look it up. 99 Homes. All right. Um yeah. So as they, as they as the movie progresses and you start finding out more information and mm-hmm. you kind of start to you, you're not sure how to feel. Like this is just an odd right. movie. And and I am not yeah. Th- this took a while. Like okay. when we first came out of the theater, there were a few of us talking about it and somebody and maybe it might have been Mike mentioned a, in one of the reviews, in like New York Times or something. Right. They said, this is not a movie that you love or hate. This is the movie that you have to experience. Okay. And I disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> because I, st- I still am not sure if this is a movie that you need to experience. I still am not sure if this is something that everybody should watch. Because I'm not sure if you will get through it. Because people be like, ah, I'm turning this off. Yeah. This is a movie for cinema enthusiasts. This is a movie for I think that the Catholic community is, mm-hmm. you know, is really going to be attached to this because it is about Jesuit priests and Catholic priests. Right. Everyone else, I I, I still am not sure. Okay. There are some weird beats in it where at one point so everyone speaks English, by the way. Mm-hmm. Convenient. And right. And in a movie like this, I get it. Because these are missionaries going to Japan and they taught them the language, yeah. at the same time. Come on, come on, you guys. You know, and there was a a line in the movie where one of the Japanese people from the village was like, "You know, you taught us your language, blah blah blah, Portuguese." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa, whoa. <laughs> are we just gonna skip past <laughs> that we're supposed to believe everyone is speaking Portuguese right now?" But we can hear him, and not like it was the weirdest part of the movie, and it totally took me back. because I was like. Okay, everybody has a different accent, and there's like the Portuguese comment was completely unnecessary. Right. If they had said, Ingr- like yeah," right. it was just weird. Wow. wow. Um. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not even sure where that was. So in there. not your favorite movie of the year. No. Okay. And let me see if there are any other notes that I have. Yeah. Uh, one of the characters, uh, Mokichi who was kind of this recurring character that really kind of drives the plot forward in all of the acts. He was like little finger in some seasons of game of Thrones where he was just appearing everywhere. It's showing up no matter where Andrew Garfield was suddenly there was Mokichi. Why? Yeah. Like it was just, it was weird. Um, Mokichi sounds like a Lion King character. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. It's Mokichi. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so to, to the rating and if this is your first time listening to the about review podcast. There are only three choices when rating a project, be it a movie, TV show, music, whatever it is. There's three choices are good, bad, and ugly. So a good movie can range from a solid movie to the best movie ever. A bad movie is something that it was not terrible. It was not something that you immediately just regretted that time you spent in the theater or at home. And ugly, you absolutely regret it and would never recommend it. This is the first movie that I actually have changed my rating. Oh no. When I first came out of the theater and for the first few days after, this was bad. Oh. In the sense of, and not that it was, that it was a totally bad movie, it was just slow. It was something that I do not see myself watching again. And very hard to recommend. Very hard to recommend. Mm -hmm. The more I thought about it, this movie was gorgeous. It is cinematically breathtaking,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so for that alone, I did bump it up to good, mm-hmm. but just barely okay only because not only because but one of the reasons being it is a gorgeous, gorgeous film, the performances are phenomenal. everyone is really good in this, even in the things that did not really make sense right gotcha so yeah, so i I gave it a good, and it it is the first movie where I have actually gone from one to the other okay so wow a good yeah
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it i don't know when (laughs) i am gonna watch it okay so many people seem to either have enjoyed it or thought that it was worth seeing
0: just to see what i thought about it yeah and and again it it i've only recommended this maybe once so since i have seen it so it will be interesting so i look forward to seeing uh what you have to say about it okay uh next movie on the list how about you talk about Live by Night? Live by Night. Wow. This mm-hmm. is a movie is is difficult to discuss. Uh-huh. <laughs> a lot happens.
1: Uh even difficult to summarize. It's about um this is Joe John Coughlin, what's his name?
0: Uh oh Ben Affleck's character, yeah, Coughlin
1: Joe. Joe. Joe yeah, Joe Coughlin. Joe Coughlin, he's not really a gangster but he's a, involved in organized crime. Mhm. He is involved with a mobster's mistress mm-hmm. Time period for the people Oh 1920s 1930s mm-hmm. Sorry Involved her with with uh, with his mistress um, He almost gets killed And ends up working for a rival crime boss And moving down to Florida mm-hmm. To help run a rum business with some Cubans mm-hmm.
0: Yeah Yep uh, Pretty much that's it but there's so much that happened in this movie <laughs> so much so it, that it felt like it felt like this were a stars like tv show yes like a six episode stars tv show that they crammed into one movie yes because it, there were so many different beats so many different plot lines that would kind of get brought it's up odd. and then completely forgot about yeah all right so so the movie opens and
1: he, this guy's in boston boston yep he's in boston mm-hmm. He's living this life He's involved with this woman That's the love of his life um, He's told she's murdered She's drowned His dad is a cop mm-hmm. um, He he goes to jail For robbing banks mm-hmm. And like killing some cops His dad knocks it from a life sentence Or death penalty to like three years So he gets out His dad is dead And he he decides he wants revenge On, on the guy who tried to kill him mm-hmm. And killed his girl Which that sounds like one movie that's one movie yeah <laughs> okay so then he, he just flippantly decides to work for this other crime boss this just, mm-hmm. just like yeah I'm gonna work for you and the guy's just like okay sure sure well, I was like wait what so he's like oh I need you down in where were they at Florida uh,
0: they, they went from they were Boston like, to, yeah, to Florida
1: wh- what was the, the name of the city is that with the?
0: oh yeah uh it was a
1: super Gabor weird name. Or something. Yeah. anyway so they're, they're, they 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 moved down there there's a bunch of Cubans running it and they're just like you want to do business with us okay <laughs> no pushback, no mm-hmm. nothing. Like, all right. Which was Miguel. I didn't realize that was Miguel.
0: Yeah, so... He's a tiny dude. Yeah. He so is a So, M- Miguel is, is in man. this, playing Zoe Saldana's brother? brother. Um, For no reason whatsoever. Yeah, he's just in it. Zero. So, yeah, so they end up doing business with some Cubans.
1: Now, the to me, the best stretch of the film was when... That clan member is bombing his mm. business. It starts bombing the mm-hmm. businesses and clubs and saying that they're unclean. And he's doing work with blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. gonna help cleanse the city. And but yet he wants a cut. They offered mm-hmm. him forty. They offered him well, no, he offered him ten, 10. and he wanted 60. He sixty. So they gave him forty. Mm-hmm. But now he wanted all of it. But that's the but that's the only sort of storyline in it that's like has a beginning, middle, and end. Hmm. It's like a resolution. You're like, all right, so we're in So that's that made sense. So then you have his relationship with the sheriff, mm-hmm. and somehow they're friends, but we never see this. We,
0: yeah. Well, the, the sheriff they, they do business together. Yeah. Because uh, when he first kind of comes into town, the sheriff was like, I don't like what you do. Yeah. I don't really like you. Right. But this is how business is done. Right. Stay within this area. Yeah. We're Down all by good Down my porch up here and yeah. we're, we're, we're gonna have a problem Oh by the way uh, here's, here's my daughter. daughter Here's my daughter <laughs> He's going to
1: Hollywood I, Yeah And that felt like A separate movie Right It's a whole separate movie So then And so then his daughter Comes back And she was on heroin I don't know how He knew this Mm-hmm. And Cause he had people she in She turns LA. To like An evangelist Who stops Him wanting to build A casino Which is a whole Another movie mm-hmm. There could be a whole movie About him showing up In Florida And trying to build a casino Yeah because he felt like gambling would be legal and prohibition would end, mm-hmm. and
0: and they be, need to go where the money is. Yeah, it would be know? a cash
1: cap. That's a movie in itself. Him working with the Cubans to sell rum is a movie in itself. Mm-hmm. Him dealing him, with, him the, with the clan is like season two. <laughs> yeah, you him know, and the clan's like season two. Like the, the shootouts with the clan and and trying to figure out how to do business and and even him
0: and his him and Zoe Saldana's relationship. That's a whole season of a show, mm-hmm. which again would be like second season because there was a girl that he was kind of involved with before right. who he and you know before we get into too much spoiler territory because we kind of have talked about three quarters of the movie was but it, the, but that's no specific that's just these are things he, that are he, happening these are things that happen he holds this, this candle holds this flame for this girl that and this is a tiny tiny spoiler but at some she point rats him out. she totally, <laughs> she rats, rats, him totally rats, him out, rats him out and years later he's like she's alive I need to go find her why why Why? like and Zoe Saldana uh, yeah so but here's the thing we're supposed to think that she's a good person
1: because she wants to oh, go yeah. to shelter for kids and women I'm like mm-hmm. you're involved in this gangster life but mm-hmm. somehow you have a good heart because you want to build some shelters for people who don't have it
0: yeah <sighs> so it, it just it, the more uh. I thought about it the more it felt like a serialized TV show that they really just crammed into one movie Right. for some reason, that they felt they needed to do that. Um, the movie could have maybe used two storylines. Like, listen, that whole storyline with the
1: daughter and the church, mm-hmm. you could have taken that out the nope. entire movie. Yep,
0: gone. Mm-hmm.
1: We're not even going to mention the shootout at the end and how the guy somehow ends up back in the same Oh, room. no, we, we, we are. We will get to that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but ah. so, just kind
0: of some of the specifics. So this is directed by Ben Affleck, right? who has proven – To be a good director. It's a really good director, yeah. Like, this movie, even though there were some weird choices as far as it feeling like a bunch of stuff crammed into one, Mm -hmm. it looks good. Yeah. Like, it, in the context of the scene, like, nothing is is out of place as far as the way it looks. Yeah. Uh, Except, and I'm not sure if I was the only one who noticed this, it feels like this movie had a bunch of reshoots. Oh, for sure. Because Ben Affleck physically looks different in several parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, some parts he looks way skinnier. Then he kind of, like, is bulkier. And he's like Batman. <laughs> right. So I'm not sure. I know that from one of the interviews I read or something, like, this movie took a long time to make. Uh, yeah. Like, this is a passion project. Cast. That's
1: the other thing. Yeah. The cast is great. No one's, like, terrible acting. Yeah. And even, like, the, the montages of some of the stuff, some of the game stuff that's happening is really
0: cool. Mm-hmm. The narration is absolutely unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. Um, um, I did like that seeing, I mean, any movie that has, like, this kind of caper and this Prohibition era, mm-hmm. like, I'm down for it. You're you know, it, it is really cool. I liked seeing the car chases. Car chases were with, with, with these gray. antique cars, which, this movie was expensive. <laughs> How much does <laughs> this movie This costs? movie is expensive because... Not only is is our most period pieces expensive because everywhere you turn the camera, you got to spend money. Right, it needs to look like it did. So this, they have dozens and dozens of antique cars of different makes and models. These clothes, are not ones the that they are
1: super old looking. Yeah, yeah.
0: So this is expensive. So seeing car chases in old cars is really cool. It gives you kind of that like uh, Indiana Jones type of feel, but before that. Right. So. Yeah, so that was really cool. He knows how to direct a movie. Why he made the choices that he made with this movie, I'm not quite sure. Because I think on on paper, it sounds like a really, really good movie. Mm -hmm.
1: But to execute it, it took someone to say, we're not doing these four
0: things. We're doing these two Mm -hmm. or these three. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure... If you're breaking up into three acts. Yeah. And I'm not sure if anybody... Had the power or the the wherewithal to tell Ben Affleck no,
1: because it just it's you could like it needed some restraint. It was just Mm -hmm. just trying to do way too much. Yeah, and and so because of that, it doesn't do anything well. It doesn't really finish any of the stories. No, or they finish in a weird way. Well, and even the movie, the end of the movie is
0: so bizarre. Like, why are we ending like that? There were multiple references during the movie. Where Joe Coughlin, Ben Affleck's character, mentions that he has another brother oh, yeah, he who lives in right. California. I and, like about his brother. he's a stunt man in Hollywood. And like you mentioned that once, like, alright, cool, whatever. Kind of a throwaway yeah. line. No, no. It gets mentioned multiple, multiple times. Do we ever see the brother? No. no. And at the end, at the end of this movie, there there are some scenes where it like shows the brother's name and he was like, That's my brother, and it was like what What? Like, why? Why? It made me think, okay, was this a real person? Like, was this something? Did Ben Affleck do some research and wanted to tie this in? But it made no sense within the context of the movie. Is it a real person? Not that I could find. (laughs) So. it did isn't say based on a true story. It is? No, it didn't. Oh, okay. I was like, did I miss that? No, no, no. It didn't say that at all. So having that, again, that whole mentioning of the brother. Right. Take that out. Right. Like, that was... 10 pages of script throughout the movie shred it there was no reason for it yeah yeah a,
1: there was a lot of that ooh that uh, the, the the daughter's evangelist sort of turn mm-hmm. was unnecessary and could have not been in the movie yeah.
0: and this movie was you could have just you didn't need her <laughs> no <laughs> they were so heavy handed with the racial tension whether it be the Irish <laughs> against the Italians <laughs> yeah. the Cubans against everybody. The whites against this. The KKK. Like again, it just it felt like Ben Affleck or whoever wrote the story. Who, who then he's married this? to a Cuban with, with no problems. Nothing right. happened. Oh well, he wrote the screenplay. Okay, so Ben Affleck wrote the screenplay based on the novel by Dennis Lehan Um, I mean, it was just there were so many heavy-handed moments. It's of, probably a good novel. I mean, I'm
1: saying, like, if you had time to flush out all the stuff, it's probably not a bad story. Yeah, there's no time to flush out all
0: of it. There's just
1: not. There's not enough time.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, what else? I mean, yeah, and the performances. Zoe Saldana is is good, but does not really have a lot to do. She does not have a lot. Uh, to do. Miguel is in this for some stupid reason. <laughs> I hope that Miguel does not become common, and uh... he just wants to show up on movie sets and be in movies. Like he just was really tiny, that's all I was my take of it. I was Like that's a little dude, man. Um, I did like that Chris Messina, who played his partner, yes. Dion uh Bortolo. Yeah, that was cool. That guy like and he definitely transformed himself. Like looking at him, I was mm-hmm. like, You put on some weight. Yeah. Like he He looked different. Yeah, he looked different. So again, the the individual pieces were not necessarily the problem. Nah. What those puzzle pieces put together it just did not make sense Brendan Gleeson yeah. played his dad and Brendan Gleeson is always fantastic but why? could have been anybody yeah I could have played his dad yeah <laughs> that would be awesome I mean yes it would have been awesome Batman's dad so Thomas Wayne yeah so any anything else with, with Live Live By Night here's the thing here's the problem with movies like this mm-hmm. they make for really good trailers yeah it, trailer, the trailer the trailer's fantastic all, yeah, all of the marketing for this Looked great. Rum runners, yeah. bootleggers, Prohibition, fast cars, Guns. you know. Yeah. Not interesting.
1: It's not as interesting as it should be. It should be. Mm-hmm. It could have been a really compelling story, and it just wasn't.
0: Yeah. So with your official rating, mm-hmm. this is your first appearance on About to Review in the, in the new year, yes. 2017. 2017. Your official rating for Live by Night out of Good, Bad, and Ugly is... Bad.
1: That's yeah. It's bad. It's hard to recommend. I couldn't recommend it. I'm sure it'll play on TNT or TBS years from now and be something people
0: watch. It's heavily edited, but people will watch. Yeah. Um, But it's not. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Uh, My official rating for this, I did not juggle with this one for a few days. I did not struggle like, oh, what about this and this? No. This movie is bad. (laughs) Like, Just no preamble. Like, it just. It's disappointing, yeah. Because you see, you see that there's some good in the movie, mm-hmm. the
1: performances, some of the storylines, the way it looks, the way it's shot, and it just falls flat. And it didn't have to. You like it? Didn't have to fall flat. You nope. could have really. The,
0: there are a really good film yeah. out of this, and you didn't do it. I am interested in the novel because I want to see if those long, drawn out things in the movie mm-hmm. were two chapters, right? Like, because like, like if so, to get the casino bill, right? And if so cut it out. Like, yeah. wh- why have it in there? Right. So, yeah, it, it it was bad. Um If you want to watch a movie similar to this, mm-hmm. just go watch Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Boardwalk <laughs> Empire was a phenomenal show. There are multiple seasons of it where they have multiple plot points, multiple things yeah. going on. Just go watch that. Le- leave this movie alone. It is not ugly. I will not, I will not, no, not ever ugly. not see it again. I might, you know, if it is on TV, but, but yeah, it was just bad. Yeah. It's gonna frustrate so, you. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our last movie uh, of this episode. Yeah. Patriots Day. Good old Patriots Day. Uh based on the tragic events of the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing. Yeah. So this movie, directed by Peter Berg, who I think really loves Mark Wahlberg. Oh, this is he like puts their the fourth everything. movie together. Okay, like sh- sure. Every now and then you get that. It's not just the fourth movie. It's there it's like the third
1: movie where Wahlberg is playing some American hero.
0: Yeah, Deepwater Horizon, Lone Survivor, yeah. uh, something else. Yeah, just so, Wahlberg
1: of all people is playing yeah. Mark Wahlberg. He's playing the
0: hero. Uh, there's not really much that we need to talk about as far as the the story because I mean this is this is about the Boston Marathon bombing, you know, the the horrific thing that happened back in 2013. Um, And that this kind of, yeah, this, this centers on that from that Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, what we were just talking about with live by night, the cast in this is a pretty solid cast, solid cast. So what kind of, what were your (laughs) impressions of the movie? And did you feel like it, Respected the incident in the right ways. Uh, I'm gonna say no to that. Mm-hmm. But I think <clears throat> I could see what Peter Berg was trying to do.
1: Okay. He was trying to have all these different stories and see how this bombing affects different people, mm-hmm. and, and all these people intersect with these with this, the Sarnoff brothers at some point. It, it's affected their lives, <clears throat> but it just doesn't work. I can see the idea mm-hmm. happening on screen. It just doesn't. None of it really feels earned. It all feels very sort of cheap. Like like the couple that lose their legs. Mm-hmm. Like when we watch them at the beginning of the film, they're like the perfect couple.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're talking about a, an old man who gave her a necklace and they're having a little lovey-dovey time in the morning and they're like mm-hmm. great American citizens. It's just like, it's not, people aren't like that. This is not real people. Like, mm-hmm. These are real people who went through a tragedy and mm-hmm. so, show them as real people. They make them out with this, with this sweet music overtones that you see them. Uh, cause, it, cause when the tragedy happens, because you see them in this light, it's supposed to pull at your heartstrings.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just not necessary. The, the guy who plays, um, well in the movie, I mean, yeah, well, and the real person, cause these are all for the most part based on real people. Um, I, well not based off it. Like the storylines that, that we saw in the movie, who knows if that is how it actually happened before right. the incident. Um, but the guy who gets kidnapped, you know, he is like FaceTiming with his parents right. before he goes on a run. Like the melodrama with this movie was just ratcheted up there. Cause yeah. this is a movie was, and the name it by itself up Patriot's here. day. It, up. it just, it is. You knew going into it <laughs> how heavy handed it was going to be. And I feel like it was even more heavy-handed in the movie than what you expect.
1: Yes, because you know, cause it wasn't really like a manhunt about them trying to catch the brothers. Like, because you know, to, to me, the more compelling film is the FBI struggling with labeling something a terrorist attack in mm-hmm. the post nine eleven world. And then once they do, what happens? Yeah, like how do people react? And sort of that that mad scramble to figure out we need to catch these dudes because we think there might be more bombs around and we don't know and then them deciding to the martial law and them
0: searching mm-hmm. the neighborhoods like that's like a 1% of the movie compelling compelling part of the story that gets I mean even in the first in, so Kevin Bacon who plays the FBI director who's in char- who's put in charge of the case you get 30 seconds of him talking about that very important issue of like guys as soon as we say this is terrorism it gets bad as soon as we say it is terrorism, this and this happens. Like, yeah. But I want to see and those then, wheels move. Right. And then 10 seconds later, he, he, he picks, up piece, picks up a piece of the bomb and he goes, the, the camera comes in. And he goes, it's terrorism. Dun, dun, dun. And he yeah. was like, how did you what?
1: know? Can he, can, he, can, he, can someone put this in a lab? He just like, yeah, I saw a piece of shrapnel and figured it was terrorist. Yeah. Got terrorist markings all over it. Like, how do you know?
0: Yeah. So they they took a moment that could have been, like you were saying, really pivotal and really important, and just cheaped it. But that could have been the movie. Yeah, and even yeah. if we saw that, saw that through the eyes of,
1: of Wahlberg's character, that mm-hmm. even okay, that's fine too. But it's not like they center him in the movie for no reason, mm-hmm. other than it's Mark Wahlberg. What does he do?
0: He he serves as the the catalyst for. He's Boston. He's supposed to be the city of Boston in the movie. Well, it is Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Which, granted, so these two movies, *Live by Night* and *Patriots Day*, you know, I really am glad that finally these two actors are given a chance to to be Boston because <laughs> that just never happens. Yeah, never.
1: Mark Wahlberg, like, so yes, he is Boston. He's Boston. He, he's the, the the everyman in Boston mm-hmm. in the film, but he doesn't really do it other than like recreating where he thinks the bombs went
0: off at, or where he was in the Which, line of that sight. That was the worst part so and again there there are no spoil. well we'll we not go it's over not spoiler. it but it i mean in real life. it happened in real life so at one point they're in the fbi kind of field headquarters right. trying to recreate the scene well so okay so the fbi gets this huge warehouse he says i need mm-hmm. a lot of
1: space yep so okay, we need a lot of space for and so what they did was they recreated the streets that the bombing happened on mm-hmm. and they brought in people's belongings and placed right. them where they were and said we need to figure out where, where the cameras are yep. To try to catch these guys Like where would they be
0: At this time mm-hmm. Which totally makes sense Totally makes that sense That part is it was great It fascinating Like oh that's a cool way To do it Yeah What it does with that moment When Kevin Bacon And Mark Wahlberg have this moment And he was like Alright you know These streets Right What is here And he was like Ah uh, it's a bank You know And then you're like Alright so from here Go two blocks down and he was like uh, and he was like Come on you're almost there And I was like Pull up Google Maps Yeah Like what why is this such a pivotal thing where Mark Wahlberg is having yeah, Mark Wahlberg is having to like direct this guy, like, all right, well, two blocks down from here, there's a coffee shop, and then blah. anybody they had like fifty techs in that room. Fifty on, on computers, on computers <laughs> being like, uh actually that place you described is no longer <laughs> yeah. there. But let me pull up exactly. Let like, me go to Street View and see if I can see. Right. Like here. that whole time again, we're just like trying to pull at your heartstrings, the camera is kinda like spinning around, trying to give you this idea of this layout that could have been ten seconds on Google Maps. Yeah, it was a pointless interaction as far as giving that dramatic, you know, pathos with the audience. Like, why? The thing, the thing that irked me was that the, the officer who stayed with that boy's body.
1: Mm-hmm. Not that it's not sad, mm-hmm. but it was like trying to be sad. Mm-hmm. He just it, it just would cut to the officer just standing there, and then when they come to pick up the body, he's saluting the body. Like, what are we? What are we doing? the editing choices in the this movies, movie th- what happened is tragic enough like we don't mm-hmm. need any more forced tragedy like it's a tragic event you don't need to add any more to it yep. but they keep they keep adding to it and adding to it and then they make the one Sarnia brother like the evil Muslim mm-hmm. extremist and the other brother's like a goofy okay but like yeah.
0: he, his mannerisms really weird I mean granted th- I mean yes the guy is kind of weird like you can watch some of the stuff about him of course but in the movie, like, he was just, just kind of laissez-faire, like, oh, okay, this is what we were doing. Cool. Can I shoot somebody? Like, can I do this? Yeah, I and he was like, what? Like, yeah, everything was just kind of kind of off. So even the
1: MIT student, mm-hmm. the MIT officer thing, like, we get this whole backstory with him trying to go on a date with this
0: girl. Yeah.
1: Just so, because he gets shot?
0: Mm-hmm. Like. Also, that we feel for him as if we would not feel bad for somebody getting assassinated. Right. So yeah, the the editing choices in this, it and kept humor. cutting. We talked about this afterward.
1: <laughs> it was so out of place. Yeah. Like even at the at the end when, when they're outside the boat. Mhm. There's that weird joke.
0: Yeah, so it's so, so for those people who, who might not know about Everall. There are some people, I'm sure. I'm so no, sure. No judgments. Yeah. Um but yeah, 2013 Boston Marathon bombing, really tragic event event two different um pressure cooker bombs went off near the finish line three people died at the event and then multiple people were injured and some amputees and it was very very tragic uh which led into this big manhunt so in the movie when they're on this manhunt and it was it was compelling and they finally corner one of the guys uh there is a boat that gets shot up just like a regular just boat gets all shot up jk simmons character looks kind of towards the camera like yes he was I'm sure looking at one of the characters but almost looks right at the camera being like that boat's not going to float again mm. I was like what?
1: the city has been locked down the city is locked <laughs> down
0: you just shot up a boat because there's a in, suspected terrorist and like mind you you were just in a humongous shootout in the middle
1: of the street like and you got time for even, yeah. even during the shootout there were some jokes
0: yeah like to the point uh, I'm too where too for this. Like come on. Are you Danny Glover all of a sudden? Yeah, like, but, it,
1: but that stuff was in it. Like, yeah, it 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 doesn't work because it's sandwiched between like a, a very very real event mm-hmm. and the how serious it is, how mm-hmm. serious I think we take terrorism, yeah. how frightening it was for those four days. Yeah, it's just like and it's. They throw these jokes in there Like it's supposed to be like Oh people have laughs During these moments
0: It's like It, oh, is, it is disrespectful Yeah And it was Not only disrespectful But it was just Off And the, it was also weird Is that they The people who died
1: mm-hmm. Nothing About them Right Except for at the end I was like oh, I don't not see these people In the movie mm-hmm. It's like here are three people Who lost their lives yeah. Here are these people who,
0: And then All the real footage At the end Seemed really out of place Well I did like that during the movie, because this is something that I have talked about on multiple episodes. When it comes to biopics right. like this or movies based on real, real events, I love it when they use real footage during the movie because, again, it, it reminds you, like, okay, this happened. Right. Th- these were real things. So they do that kind of seamlessly throughout the movie in a, in a couple spots, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. The end is what I want out of almost every biopic. Mm-hmm. But what they did here when they showed the real people, which I always love, they made it like 10 minutes. <laughs> it was like 10 minutes. And they better. made it so long to the point where I was like, I just want to watch this. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a better film. Like, I just want to watch. And this this suffers from the same thing that the new movie with Miles Teller bleed for this. Yeah. Uh, when he played you know Vinnie Paz, this boxer who had a tragic car accident, all of these things. The movie was bad, and all it made me want to do is watch a documentary about the real person. Wow. With this, like we lived, you know, through this, like we we remember this happening. I still want to know about those people. So when that end part lasted that extra few minutes, I was like, "This is great! This is cool! Give me more of this!" And then I was like, "Oh crap! This is after a movie I just watched." Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when they're showing the guy
1: racing. Um, mm-hmm. Was with, with, with his racing leg? Yeah, and brutal. He's like, I got to the toughest part because it was where the bombing happened. Yep, you see him run across the front line and, and hug his wife, and he's like, in balling. just yep. just crying. Yeah, w- way better than any of the fake drama and tears yep. that 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 Peter Berg and those guys try to drill out of us during the movie. Mm-hmm. It was an actual moment watching this man, and it, it was what twenty five seconds of him just being like, yeah, this was the toughest part of the race for me. Yeah. And, and it just you like, see him cross the finish line and hug his wife and he's in tears. I would much rather watch that film much rather mm-hmm. watch that than like some fake melodramatic scenes that are all sort of teed up to sort of pull up my emotions.
0: Yeah. And it just like, I, I in 2013 around the same time um, I was running a half marathon, mm-hmm. every major marathon in the country. Was on high alert, right? Because this not only affected Boston, because it was such a huge event in Boston, it gathered Boston together, and it was a culminating event. But across the nation, yeah, they were like, "Is this going to happen again?" Right. The movie did not touch on that. Yeah, the movie did not. I mean, it showed Boston in a great light, in but the I want to know like,
1: more about Boston. I want to know more about how the, how the people in Boston survived. I want to know more mm-hmm. about those four days in Boston. I want to know more about the city. Um. Even in the end when they show that David Ortiz speech. I remember watching that. Right? Mm -hmm. But that's, to me, way more compelling. Absolutely. More about (laughs) the city, more about what
0: the infrastructure,
1: like how they had. Because literally, it was a city that was under martial
0: law, which was crazy. Which it was what... That was one of the cool parts. So at one point in the movie, when they show there's someone in their house, you know, taking video of a tank coming down the street. Mm -hmm. I remember when that video... Like, that was a real person who took that video so that was cool like they they put in those moments it just did not really show to to us it sounds like enough of it and all the ending made me want is to watch a documentary right it made me want to do more research but it also made me forget that i just almost made me forget that i just watched the movie about it because i was like this story is great as i'm eating my popcorn at the end watching these people and i'm like Oh wait, this this just happened. So, yeah. and they just sort of
1: slyly throw in like
0: that that interrogation scene, right? Where she's just like telling her she didn't have any rights, mm-hmm. like which granted, and that was something that was part of the real trial that happened with one of the brothers <laughs> yeah, or the, the brother who survived. They were talking about okay, do we label him as a domestic terrorist because he was a U.S. citizen? His right. family came over here when he was younger, or do we label him? I forget the term um a a foreign combatant something mm-hmm. because if they do that does not get miranda rights does not get a lawyer right and it finally took i mean the us prosecution was like no like we he is a us citizen like right. we need to do this in the federal courts so that that also a much compelling more more good movie <laughs> way more compelling and they kind of t- touched on it and they just it it failed in its mission i think to kind of do that mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there will be people, I think, who are going to love this movie because the same group, the same type of, of moviegoer or person who really wants to see something like Lone Survivor or Deepwater Horizon right. of taking a real event that happened in history that they could go on YouTube and watch the news clips. They could watch all of it. They want it in a digestible, pal- you know, palatable format to pull their heartstrings. Right. Okay. Th- th- that, that is not what I got out of this. No. No. It didn't work.
1: Yeah. It didn't work. It's funny cuz you know, much like live by night, like there's there's nuggets of it where you're like I could see someone mm-hmm. wanting to do it, but the overall piece is kind of like this
0: doesn't work as a film. Yeah. And oddly enough, even though the some of it was again really oddly edited, this is actually pretty true to what happened. Right. Like they this this big battle that they have kind of in in Watertown, that happened, like there were there's this huge kind of gunfight, but in that same gunfight, it just it it took away from it like you mentioned earlier with those moments of humor, yeah. Or when it has J.K. Simmons and another person, five feet away from each other, emptying their guns <laughs> yeah. and missing each other, and then getting tackled like, wow. so it just. Yeah, it it was... The humor bordered on disrespectful. The movie itself was not disrespectful. It was pretty accurate. It left out the huge Reddit piece, and... Yeah. Oh, we talked
1: about that after the film. Yeah. Completely not in the film. But I remember that happened' because it's mm-hmm. so soon, I remember that happening. Yeah. I thought, oh, this is going to be the part where they talk about Reddit and Reddit users and trying to find footage and people trying to find pictures. But instead, they just come up with the photos. Yep. But e- even then, another more compelling part is... This discussion of, like, when do they release the pictures of these
0: dudes and what those implications are. Mm-hmm. 20 seconds. Yep. 20 seconds. Because in, in reality, what really happened, there were pictures that got released that were not of the right people. Yes. And that caused a huge controversy. So one of the guys, like, one of the kids, he was a student. I forget where. And, like, they brought him in right away. And he was like, "What is happening?" Like, he had no idea what was happening. They cleared him in 20 minutes. Right. But they were like, turn off your Facebook. Do all this, like this could get bad because this picture was leaked by like i think the new york post or something right. and it was like so yeah th- there were those types of pieces that could have made this really interesting really compelling and given you those heartstring moments mm-hmm. and those rah rah america moments but it it, it did not and you know what's better is if we see that because you know it's they show it in there but like
1: <clears throat> the younger Sarner brother mm-hmm. was like in school and like a citizen Like was doing things Like I want to mm-hmm. see that Like I want the first 20 minutes Just to be About them mm-hmm. It's about them They were living A regular life They weren't like Necessarily hoarded up In their house All boarded up Right Watching videos Of beheadings Like It's dude was in school mm-hmm. And There's that weird thing At the end Where they talk about How his His uh, his, his roommates Or whatever People in the dorm right. Got arrested Yeah Like that's cra- like that's important, and it's mm-hmm. kind of barely in the film. they barely mention it. they're there, and then the the police kick in the door, and then at the end of the film, you see these real kids got arrested like mm-hmm. there were real consequences for it and again, it's a real life story, and the real information's there, and they just decided not
0: to do it, yeah, even though it is it is a show that it seems like our parents' generation watch all the time if the if it, they came with a sixty minutes episode, <laughs> oh yeah, about this and talked to the real people which they probably did, go watch that instead,
1: yeah, remember reminded. remember that movie invictus, yeah,
0: I yeah, remember Matt Damon, y- yeah um mm-hmm. But the, I remember
1: watching a documentary about it It was like an hour, mm-hmm, way more compelling, mm-hmm, way more compelling for an hour, and it yeah. was just people talking about. Playing in that game and like going and going to visit uh, Mandela's prison and what it was like and these guys giving these teary-eyed
0: sort of stories about it way
1: more compelling than the actual
0: movie. Think about it this way: ESPN thirty for thirty, right, is compelling every single time. Yeah. This this was was not no. So, uh but didn't they need
1: to dramatize it? Like, I don't understand it. Like they are doing a movie called The Dark Knight about the theater shooting. Like, why are Ugh. we dramatizing these
0: things? Yeah. What's and the point? this soon after. Because yeah, yeah, this, this, is, this is 2013, just a couple years ago. Deepwater Horizon. That was, that was that early was 2000s. Early 2000s. You know. So, yeah. Why? Yeah, so it just, it, it feels odd. I feel like... Monetizing in, people's grief. Yeah, and interestingly enough, I do think these movies should be made. Because I do think there is a... a percentage of, of people who either might not remember it
1: mm-hmm.
0: or who are younger with right. a need to see a, a movie about it as but they're not going to sit down and watch a documentary so I think these movies need to be made mm-hmm. but this soon after just that this soon, the soon after feels weird the humor in it felt really weird yeah. so this might not be the one that needs to get made but I'm glad that they're making things like this to tell stories that need to get told but I will say, you know, as a as a
1: person of color, mm-hmm. um, watching these films they talk about how great America is and how it's for all people, you know, does not necessarily... Like, I don't believe that those freedoms are for everyone because mm-hmm. I see it and it's not. Right. Um, but to watch these movies and that's what they tout. They tout freedom for... This is what America is about. It's about coming together. And it's like, I'm an American citizen and I don't get treated this way. Mm-hmm. I just watched a clip of this dude who... This woman said she thought She's saw him breaking into his car. He was like a doctoral candidate. Mm-hmm. Gets out, of his, he's black, <laughs> black dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, cops pull him over and just immediately tackle yeah, him. Yeah, like six cops. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went on to say that they felt like they acted justly.
0: Well, one of them he didn't have to tackle
1: him. No. <laughs> he was out with his hands up,
0: with his mm-hmm. cell
1: phone in his hand, calm. He wasn't trying to run. He didn't make a move. One officer could have came over. You could have turned him around, bent him onto the car, and handcuffed him and set him down.
0: And if said, you really, felt you, if you really felt you needed to do that. If mm-hmm. you really felt
1: you needed to do that. You didn't need to handcuff him. Mm-hmm. But if you felt like that, he might be a threat. Okay. But he wasn't. It was his car. Yeah. But that's crazy. Those things happen all the time. They're still happening. Mm-hmm. And so when these movies tap this sort of freedom and what America's about and... I don't feel like it includes me. Well,
0: and then you get a movie like Fruitvale Station. Yeah. That nobody saw. Right. That comparatively, the press for that, vastly different. It's a little different. Than the press for Patriot's Day Cause it, it, and for it, American Sniper. <laughs> it, it feeds into the pathology, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, when people think about America, they think if they see a certain type of person, a certain type of way America is not. America as the actual melting pot and the that diverse country that it actually really is. So I I don't feel like when they talk about those things that they're talking about an America that represents me or my interests mm-hmm. or my freedoms. It's a whole other freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So those that always just rubs me the wrong way when I watch these movies and it's just you know, these shots of the flag and what we're Americans, this is what we do. It's like
0: Which granted, so there was there was a bet, uh before the movie started, <laughs> I turned to I turned to Tim and I was like, All right. Plus or minus four shots in the movie, just a solo shot of the American flag. We had two? We I only had two. two. So had like that two. that was surprising me because again in a movie like this and with an event like this, right. I was waiting for there to be a lot of that. Just again, this was heavy handed, but it was not that heavy handed, so good for them I guess. But yeah. yeah. So so that, that that was Patriots Day. Uh Patriots Day.
1: Go first again Official uh, rating Good, a, bad, or it ugly It a bad I'm sure some people Will watch it and like it It just as a full film Doesn't work Like you said before The, the actual footage Is way more compelling mm-hmm. Than the, the narrative story that's, that's told And this dramatic retelling Of what we know And maybe it's because It's so close Maybe it's because It was a couple years ago And we remember Maybe it's because We remember Reddit Having a big part yeah. To do with it And it clearly Not being in the film um, maybe because we remember the, the the fake photograph being released and how big of a deal that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we remember, you know, all the people that are arrested and the, to get a side note, and, it's, and it barely pays how much to any of the people who died. Yeah, they get a title card. Mm-hmm. But we're following these other people around and telling this story. It's just, I mean, it's it, it's a movie that's for somebody, mm-hmm. not for me. Gets a bad.
0: Totally fair. Uh, again. Unlike Silence, which I really had to think about, <laughs> I had to ponder, I had to give it some time. This one, I saw it for what it was immediately. Right. A- and, and that just being a movie for rah-rah America, this is what we do, this is what we pull through, this, you know, this is how we come together. Go watch a documentary about the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing. Right. Go do some research on it. It we'll is a about. fascinating, compelling story that this movie failed to represent in the way that I would have liked it represented, so this gets a bad right because um, it, it, it should
1: be a story about how do we as Americans see terrorism post nine eleven and then how as a as an as an agency, do they go about finding these people? How does that happen now yeah what's different like you said is how do they try him is a citizen what rights do you have Mm-hmm can we just drone him? Like, you know, can we just kill him?
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. So there were a lot of compelling stories. And none of that in <laughs> the, in the real That's thing. Not. Yeah. Ugh. So cool. Uh, so Ugh. we talked about, or I talked about silence, which I, I gave a good after some serious thought. Uh, I'm anxious to see what you, what you think of it. Yeah. Um, we talked about live by night, which is a, you know, rum runner bootlegger movie that felt like a, three season show on stars crammed into one movie. We both gave it a bad. Mm-hmm. And then Patriot's Day about the Boston Marathon bombing, which is way more compelling yeah. in the real movie or in the real story, not in the movie. We both gave it a bad. Right. So far, 2017 is off to a, a rough start. start. <laughs> I mean, these movies aren't terrible movies. It's just... Right. They're, they're not ugly. And I, and I, I'm glad that I'm glad that I'm glad that Patriot's Day was made right. to at least tell the story. Of the real people, yes, it was over dramatized. Yes, yeah. you know, all that, but it happened. Mm-hmm. Real people were affected, it shows the real people who were affected, right. some of them. Um, and so that is important. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. I think the first time we've ever had two baths on an episode.
0: I think so. Yeah. And it would have been three. It would have been three. <laughs> had, had silence. <laughs> when I first put trip. together like my spreadsheet of the movies and everything, and I was like three bads like oof. Oh, no. but the more i thought about it silence yeah, it was a gorgeous film wow. so uh tim people's critic yes. where can people find you and tell you how much they agree or disagree with all of your opinions uh, they
1: can find me on twitter people's critic c-r-t-i-c on instagram people's critic on uh, uh, you can find my blog the peoplescriticblog.com mm-hmm. you reach me there you can reach me anywhere yeah i'm easy to find
0: excellent uh and as for this podcast you can find it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at about to review uh, You can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, if you have a five-star rating, as you have listened to on this episode, uh, I will absolutely read it on an episode. I really appreciate that. Uh, if somebody could please leave Tim, yeah, uh, just, just just a mention, just mention. mention. <laughs> just <a> mention. <laughs> it would it would help him sleep at night. Even if you spell my name wrong, I'm still okay with that. It, Tim, it, it, listen. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, you can also listen to it on Stitcher.com/slash-about-to-review, Blueberry, on a whole bunch of other sites. Uh, if you want to help out the studio and pitch in a dollar or so, you can go to Patreon.com/slash-about-to-review, and do that. Uh, So for this episode, I have been that guy named John. I'm Tim. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Theme music. See, we actually have the music that is playing right now. (laughs) All right, guys. See you later. (laughs) This has been an About to Review production. Thank you to Vexing Media, who provides audio editing services. They are a graphic design, website design, and digital media company. You can find them at their website, vexingmedia.com, or on Facebook and Twitter, at Vexing Media.